Lamont had to turn his hot dogs over and we wanted to make sure that they were cooked right. Yeah. Where you at, brother? You can hear me? Everybody yeah, I, back I, in? Yeah, I can hear you all the way, you know what I'm there saying? There you go. It's always Lamont with them hot dogs, you know? I know. Hey, That's hey. why we late, everyone. Lamar had to cook, and and the man make a mean half smoke. You know what I'm saying? So he had to share it around everybody. So you know we we gotta wait for our boy. You know, waiting for Uber East to make it up here to us. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, you know we had to do that. But one thing I can say, we might be late, but you know we're gonna be great. Yeah, I we still here. Right. Let's get this podcast started. Kinky, can we get the countdown so we can kick this off? Keep Shanita Boo in our prayers, everyone, as we get this thing started with Mr. Finance. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Mm. Now, welcome, everyone, and this is 18 Wills, and I'm your host, the Professor Tori Wiley. And here on this Mr. Finance podcast, we have... Lamont. Yeah, boy. And Reedy Reed. Hey, y'all. Like I said, like I was cut off. Let's keep Shanita in our prayer. She is out today. So let's send everybody, send her a get well soon. You know, COVID is out there and everybody's getting sick. You know, uh, me and Lamont ourselves, we got over COVID and we're doing just great. Yeah, beat it like a rocket. <laughs> you know? So how was everybody weekend? Anything interesting happened? I mean, it's been a lot going on. The sports have been outstanding this but weekend. No. Probably the best football we've ever seen in a long time. Oh man, great, great! Feel like it, it was. I felt like it was like some Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, one, two, getting it on in the rumble in the jungle type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And then we're also going to talk about Mr. Finance, and he will be coming on soon. We told him we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but now it seems like we're starting to flow and we got it going on. So Mr. Finance is going to talk to you guys about when you want to buy that new truck out there or you people that's getting married or, or just interested in getting a house, single house living on your own like myself, you know. So it's a couple of things that he can teach me and teach y'all as well when it comes to finances. So we will have Mr. Finance on once we get everything settled on. But we're going to kick it off and, and let Lamont get into these sports. Well, Reed, before Lamont get in this store, let's talk about this rant rate. We're going to get this rant rate while the technical difficulties are still getting worked out. Hold on now. Because you know it's not called rant and rave anymore. Oh, yeah. Shanita yeah. said it's not rant and rave. What did she say it was called? How are we going to forget that? See? She said, go what you know. Didn't she say go what you know? Two to the, two to two? the head? <laughs> now, I know she did not say that. But I feel like it was one, something no, more was One time for your mind. One time for your mind. Yeah, so re kick that one time for your mind. Let's talk about this 18 year old rule that's about to start. Remember, we actually had this topic on our podcast before, and we were talking about, you know, how we felt about 18 year olds being able to drive a tractor trailer. Now, I just hate to bring up the Colorado thing, but you know, that guy, he was like 23, 21, somewhere. He was young. So, and we were talking about the, you know, just being young and the way you, you, your mind process thinks. So when you find yourself in a situation where you kind of under the gun and you got to make a quick, fast, and hurried decision. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, uh, how much experience you have and then sometimes like later you know if you're a, a more mature driver would say I wouldn't have did that I might have did this you know what I mean so yeah I, I, I think I think you should have a little more life experiences uh, I mean you know I know that you can drive a car at 16 but you know it, it's a lot different driving a car from driving a tractor trailer especially when you're trying to figure out what, what you, what you what your, your cargo is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even imagine an 18 year old being a bus driver, uh, you know, a bus driver, because you you responsible for all these other lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't think this is it's the time right now. It's just too I, much I, going I, on. I, I think reason why it may be the time because there's so much of a truck shortage of drivers. That's personnel. And you need somebody because at the end of the day, it's all about a thriving economy. And they're looking at it like, hey, if you can go 18 and enlist and go to war, then why can't you go to war with the road? Yeah, but it's different when you 18. What's the difference in putting a gun in an 18 year old hand and putting the truck in it? Come on now. Because you, it's it's not just somebody putting a gun in your hand. It's like you being tra- okay. So in, in my opinion, with proper training, it's the same way. Yeah, but you know that training that you get in the military—that's like a mind thing. You know, they're they trying to break you down to build you up differently. That's not what's going on in a truck and classroom. You know what I mean? I feel like everything that they do to you in the military is like a mental stimulation thing to try to get you to think differently. They're not. They're not. They're not trying to challenge your mind and trucking. They just trying to show you the information you need to get out here and get this freight from point A to point B. Okay. Okay. I don't know what you think. I mean, I. I but like I said, I, I still. Now that we now that we thinking about it, eighteen years old. You out there? You need a job. You need a career. And when you know when you was young and you used to see that that theme growing up be all that you can, can be, be in the mm-hmm. army now you got a thing now run the road as you're told at 18 mm-hmm. and there you go it's like it's like I got a career and this you know what this, this is gonna help me I don't have any kids there will run the be road. some that will walk into it and embrace it hmm but I feel like, well, make you know what though. So another thing is changing trucking too. You can't just go to any mom and pop and be like, all right, help me. Like if your cousin got a truck and he say, all right, I'm gonna put you in this truck. I'm gonna show you what you need to do to get this test. You can't do that anymore. You have to have a you have to have a certain amount of credentials in order to put somebody in there to, to qualify them to get a CDL. That so maybe true. that's why they doing it because they they gonna drop the age exactly. to eighteen and they know and they're it, gonna it's be all coming together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. But if that's the case, it should be some stipulations to you being 18. If you're 18, then you need to go to a truck driving, accredited truck driving school. Yeah, I think so too. Well, all I can know. say is people better look, watch out, because uh, <laughs> I would now knowing that it's going to be 18 year old. My son is 21. I I wouldn't even put him in the truck yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's mature, but I just I, you know some people just have to be at a certain maturity level to be behind these wheels. You know, I've seen videos of people driving trucks driving on the shoulder trying to pass traffic because they just so impatient you know just being reckless i see more truck accident videos than ass shaking down these days you know and it's ridiculous so i don't 18 years old is just you know it's just i think it's just still a little too young to and if you want to do 18 you should go to a truck driver school and the school should be for a certain length of time it shouldn't be how long did it take us to get our cdl license uh it took me a month because i went on the weekends you know I but i fa- i failed twice though <laughs> it, took me, it took me three days which was three weeks see none of that none of that i can't remember how long it took me to get my cdl license but i mean i went through the course i did everything like it's supposed to they can't at that time they came to the school and gave us a test on the premises and i passed it but i, I swear if i had to go to dmv i would not have passed it but you know I, I i feel like it's, it's definitely it has to be more stringent and it has to yeah some of these some i don't know some 18 year old look i failed that thing twice first time i was nervous and then I was yeah, pushing the brakes too hard, pushing the brakes too hard, and all the air was going out the trailer. And so you I wasn't be- 18, was you? No, I was like 22. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but he was just passing 21. Yeah, and the second time, I, that's, I don't even know, do they do parallel parking any, anymore? Because I was parallel parking and I ran the tire, a female instructor, and I ran the whole trail up on the curve. So that's just like hitting a car, hitting somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fail, boom, nerves. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to pass this goddamn test. And I went back by myself with nobody with me, and boom, I passed it. And I was 
happy as hell but people don't understand you really don't get your experience until you really get out here on the road uh, yes yeah like they, they they just teaching you how to pass that test when and you get out here and you gotta back this shit up in these tight ass holes and at these truck truck stops and you see so many guys getting their mirrors knocked off and they their bumpers hanging out on the ground when they wake up so you know it's it's, it's, it's you gotta keep practicing your skills and then when i when i get out the truck for a while for at least about I could say maybe about a week. My skills diminish. My skills diminish now that I've noticed. It's taking me longer to back up now because I'm not in the truck as much as I used to be, you know? So we talking about putting 18 year olds that barely can get their lives together. I mean, it, there are some mature 18 years old. Don't get me wrong. There yeah, are some. It is some. But most of the ones I see, they be riding down there trying to drive with their elbows so they can roll their blunt up going down. Oh, the yeah. Or making TikTok. <laughs> or making, making TikTok, TikTok videos. <laughs> once, I believe, once the 18 year old mind sees the money, he going to straighten up. Straighten up. Right. If the, but so, so, I'm not saying no names. But you know, we had a guy that was kind of young. But he was over 18, but he had a family. And he kept getting hung up on that scale with that weed. So I, I was like, you know, really? Really? Mm-hmm. It's like you say, it's the mindset. You got yeah. to tell yourself, this is what I want to do. This is my career path. And I'm not going to mess that up. Mess it up. Yeah. And if you're 18 and you're young. and Okay, you know how they say that you got advanced people out here? You got some 18-year-olds maybe advanced. Like they 16, but actually they 20 years old. Right. So the mindset so is, is, is right. a whole thing. Absolutely. It's all about mm-hmm. that mindset. If you're 18 years old and you know what you want in life already, because some people jump off the porch early and they know what they want to do. That's true. That's that really is true. true. Yeah. Hmm. I want to thank everybody for coming into this podcast. We are short one co-host, but we got Mr. Finance that's going to come on in a few and take Shanita's place for a little bit to talk about your finances. So we want to make sure everybody go to the podcast and follow us at www.18wills1.com. Check out the new specs. We just redesigned the website. Then we made it sexy, like recess, make it sexy and sleek for you. And, make it and, and we made it also very friendly use. So you can also go to the website and click to your favorite platform and it'll take you directly to spotify or itunes or whatever one you like as long as you go follow because we like to get the downloads you know the downloads are everything so we're just waiting for a couple of seconds to see if we can get lamont going but lamont i think you're gonna go have to freestyle it again brother about them sports so just go ahead and take it over driver (laughs) well 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 this was an exciting I mean, this, no, this wasn't exciting. This was explosive. You know that Dr. Drake song, Explosive? That's what this was this weekend in the NFL. It started on Saturday, early in the evening, afternoon, whatever you want to call it, but it went down. The Bengals took on the Titans. The Bengals, 19. The Titans, 16. Joe, the man, Burrow. He was 28 or 37, 348 yards, with zero TVs, one interception. His running back, Joe Mixon, he had 14 curves, 54 yards, one TD. Jamar Chase, he had five receptions, 109 yards. Man, that guy got it done. The opponents, the Titans, they had 16. That's an L for them. Ryan Tannehill, he was 15 and 24, 220 yards with one TD, three interceptions. Dirk Henry on the ground. He had 20 curves, 62 yards, with one TD. A.J. Brown, he had five receptions, 142 yards, with one TD. And again, the Bengals move on. Next game, this game right here, you had your man himself. They call him one of the greatest QBs, and I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. He faced off against the 49ers. The 49ers 13, the Pack 10. And here's how it all went down. Jimmy G of the 49ers, he was 11 of 19, 131 yards with one interception. Eli Mitchell, he had 17 curves, 53 yards. Greg Kittles, he had four receptions, 63 yards. And let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. He just couldn't get it done, but here's what went down. Aaron Rodgers, he was 20 of 29, 225 yards, 
no TDs. But on the ground, he had one TD, 12 curries, 41 yards. Aaron Jones, he had nine receptions, 129 yards. De Devontae Adams, he had nine receptions, 90 yards. In the end, the 49ers move on to hand them the big L. Next game, this was epic. This was a showdown. This was big trouble in Little Chinatown. Part one, the Rams took on the Bucks. The Rams 30, the Bucks 27. Matt Stafford. The Lions have got to be sensitive. Why, oh, why, oh, why? Matt Stafford, he was 28 of 38. 366 yards, two TDs. Cam Akers, he had 24 curves, 48 yards. Cooper Cup, you can say what you want, but this guy has wheels. He had nine receptions, 183 yards, one TD. Odell Beckham, the moment of truth, he had six receptions, 69 yards. Let's talk about Tom Brady, the GOAT. This game started off, Tom Brady was down. I mean down, 27 to three in the first half. Tom Brady showing his skills, Tom Brady did what he did. He was 30 of 54, 329 yards, one TD, one interception. Leonard Fournette on the ground, he had 13 curves, 51 yards with two TDs. Mike Evans, he had eight receptions, 119 yards with one TD. Rock Gronkowski, he had four receptions, 85 yards. Woo! And the Rams handle their business. Next game, the Let's Bills. Go football took, this week. I mean, this man, this was now this game right here. If you want to talk about skills and sportsmanship, this was the game. This is probably one of the best games. If you wasn't watching on Sunday, the Bills and the Chiefs, I don't know what rock or planet you were under. You should have been there. This game was epic. The Bills 36, the Chiefs 42. This game was back and forth like ping pong. Oh my gosh. Josh Allen, 27-37, 329 yards, four TDs. 11 carries on the ground with 68 yards. Gabriel Davis, he had eight receptions, 201 yards with four TDs. Woo, in the end. Pat, my main man, where is the man, Holmes? 33 of 44. 278 yards with three TDs, seven curves on the seven curves, 69 yards on the ground, one TD. Tyreek Hill got the skills, 11 receptions, 150 yards, one TD. And Kelsey, the tight end, eight receptions, 96 yards, one TD. Take, hmm. please don't take this game for granted. The Bills did everything possible, but they gave the game up in the end. And Pat Mahomes showed that the road is not traveled unless you go through Kansas City. Man, I can't wait till next week. Here go my picks. The Bengals are face off against the Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. The Niners are going against the Rams. And guess what? The Rams, here I go. Woo! And that's football. Next mm. up, we're going into the NBA. And you already know, basketball is my sport, my court, my playground. The Knicks took on the Clippers. The Knicks, 110. The Clippers, 102. The Knicks, R.J. Bird. He had a double-double. He had 28 points, 6 assists with 14 rebounds. Woo! Julius Randle, he had 24 points, 5 assists with 9 rebounds. Evan Fournier, it was a big pickup for the Knicks. He had 14 points, 2 assists, and 4 rebounds. The Clips, with no Paul George and the Kawhi Leonard, they need the help, but they got help from Victor Zubak. He had 17 points, no assists, 14 rebounds, and you guys know what that was, a double-double. And then you had Reggie Jackson. He had 26 points, five assists, and two rebounds. Lou Kennard, 14 points, three assists, five rebounds. Next game, the Nets took on the Wolves. The Nets, 125, the Wolves, 136. No hmm. KD. Couldn't get it done. Patty Mills, he had 21 points, one assist, three rebounds. Kyrie Irving, great to see this guy playing. 30 points, five assists, six rebounds. Mm. James DeBeard Harden, 13 points, 13 assists, and five rebounds. And guys, you know what that was? What was that, Professor? 
What's that? A double double. A uh. double double. Ha-ha. It was D'Angelo Russell here. 23 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. 23 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Double double. Anthony Edwards here. 25 <laughs> points, 4 assists, 1 rebound. And the cat, Carl Anthony Towns. 20 points, 2 assists, 7 rebounds. In the end, with no KD, no chance. Next game, the Jazz took on the Warriors. The Jazz, 92, the Warriors, 94. This was another close game. Brogdon Bajanovic, he had 21 points, 1 assist, 8 rebounds. Rudy Gobert, he had 12 points, 3, three, three assists, 18 rebounds. And what was that, the professor? A double-double. There you go, double-double. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Mike Conley, he had 9 points, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. Next game, I mean, I mean, uh, the Warriors, man. Clay Thompson, I don't know what happened to him. He didn't play this game, but Wiggins did. Wiggins had 14 points, one assist, five rebounds. Steph Curry, the chef himself, 13 points, six assists, four rebounds. Jordan Poole, this guy's doing it every time. Jordan Poole had 20 points, two assists, and three rebounds. Next game, the Lakers took on the Heat. The Lakers, 107, the Heat. Heat that, heating them up with 113. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. LeBron James, he had 33 points, 4 assists, 11 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, he had 24 points, 9 assists, and 9 rebounds. Couldn't get that double. Avery Bradley, 15 points, 1 assist, 1 rebound. Jimmy Jam Butler, 20 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. And that's what I call a triple-double. <laughs> Bam out of Bayou. He had 14 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. Duncan Robinson, 25 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Well, brother, it's been a good one this weekend. You know, luckily, you know, I was sitting on the bench like everybody else. You know, the 49ers doing their damn thing. You know, I give them that. I think I'm going with the 49ers. I was going with Tom Brady and them boys, but... Um, well, you see where they at. They're not in it anymore, you know. So let's get this podcast started. We're doing it all freestyle, everyone, because we're having technical difficulties with the music. So when you go back and listen to it, it's going to listen totally different when we come back on. So, Reedy Ree, introduce our guest speaker, Mr. Finance, today. So, hey, y'all, this is your girl, Reedy Ree from 18 wheels and today we have a guest speaker mr finance it's time to get y'all money right but before we get to mr finance have y'all seen him did y'all check him out Uh oh giving me method man vibes from um from uh Uh (laughs) from uh from ghost i was sitting there like oh my god check out mr finance he make me want to get my money right so y'all here go mr finance (laughs) hey you guys how you doing hey you you gotta watch her man Hey, that was a great introduction. Thank you. Yeah, you got uh, it. I appreciate that. Yeah. That so, Mr. Guy. Finance, this is Mr. Finance is a long-term friend we with the college together. You know, we had some fun back in the day, but now we're grown and we yeah. we trying to get our finances together. You know, he's a businessman. I'm a businessman. We all business people out here. So, Mr. Finance, tell you know our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into this finance game. Well, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. This is a great platform right here. Hey, you're welcome, brother. We try to get your music and everything with you, buddy. <laughs> but, you know, we did an up, update to the system, and it just totally messed everything up. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, so my whole thing is just um, it's money. It's about money. Yeah, um, it is. It's, 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 to me, it's all about your belief your habits and behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you wanted, I'm sorry, you wanted, you had a question. You said uh, how I started or? Yeah, tell everyone, all the listeners of how you got into this finance game. Um, so I've always, um, like I said, it's all about money. And I've always been around money. I've been around people that made money, people that didn't have money, mm-hmm. people that uh, just, I just seen how they maneuver, they how they manage their money, mm-hmm. and some didn't do it well, and some do it great. Mm-hmm. And I just took a little bit of everything 
and just made it my own. I just created my own thing. Um, but like I said, it's all about your mental. It's, it's, it's how you believe and how, how, what's your daily spending habits. Um, it's, it's just so much to it. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you, for our listeners that, you know, okay. So y'all went to college. So you have listeners that's coming, you know, that's just getting ready to get into their field and, you know, everybody got them beautiful student loans yeah. and they're trying to get ready to get their life started. And I say you, you did land your, your, your dream job, but you're still trying to get everything. You know, you, even when you start out, you're not making top. How do you, how, how do what, what what was your guidance for them to get their feet up under them well well i would definitely you know encourage that we can hear you i just heard the music we can hear you you (laughs) technical difficulties brother but it's coming in (laughs) right uh no i would just i would just tell them to stay positive and have that forward mind thinking don't you know it, it takes time life is day to day you know each each day is a chance to make yourself better mm-hmm. you have a choice to be great every day so why not just discipline yourself and stay focused on the long-term goal the short-term goal whatever goal that you got going on whatever you're saving for whatever you're trying to do even if you just want financial freedom mm-hmm. it's going to take some time for you to build that mindset to get control of yourself so then you can make responsible money decisions because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about you want to take the least amount of risk as possible yes because okay, i'm not okay. a risk taker but you know they always say the more risk the more gain you know what i mean they say no For risk sure. reward well For if you sure. don't take if you don't take risk though you never know if you're gonna make it or not Right. That's how I look at it. You know, I always feel like it's easier for a young person. Like, my kids are all home, but they're adults. But I'm like, you know, take a risk now when you don't have the bills. You know what I mean? Opposed to when you get out there on your own and you, you guys, I want you to come back. So, you know, I want you to take all the risks you can take now. I feel like it's safer to a certain extent to take more money risk now than you would later. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not I, a I would person, just say it depends on your whole situation. You know, you mm-hmm. might be in a good situation right now that you can take that risk. Or mm-hmm. you, you may be, you know, have two kids and you, you know, living check to check and you can't make that choice right there. You know, so you got to mm-hmm. kind of improvise or come up with another solution. But yeah, I w- it was all depends on your whole situation and your and your outcome, you know, what, what your effort is, what you're going to put into it. So, so Mr. Finance, what's going on, my brother? What's happening? Okay. What is your suggestion for a young person to get their credit in order to obtain the things that they want and achieve in life? Gotcha. Uh, a lot. A lot of people ask that because that's pretty much what it is. When you get older, you know, you're in your teenage years, and even I would even start younger than that. I would talk to kids, or, you know, talk to your children on. Uh, being responsible with their money, you know, at least by like 13, something like that, mm-hmm. open them up a, a, like a kid's account, secure card. Mm-hmm. And this is what you can also do as an adult as well, too. You can get yourself a secure card, put like $300 on that card and just use that to like pay for your gas or yeah. pay for your lunch. Don't go over. You cannot go over 30 percent mm-hmm. of that amount in order to keep good credit history because mm-hmm. that's what the banks and the lenders they want to see they want to see how how responsible you really are mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like question if i was your neighbor and i asked you to borrow can i hey can i borrow your lawnmower and i'll give it right back to you in like three hours i just want to cut my grass real quick shape it up and i'll give it right back like oh yeah you my neighbor yeah we we don't know each other like that but i know you my neighbor and I cut the grass, whatever, but I don't put no gas in it. It's all damaged for me just bumping it, you know, against the fence or whatever like that. And I gave it back to you. What would you think? Hmm. I think this guy needs something. Got a whooping. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my credit would be bad right there. 
You right, wouldn't right, want right. anything else. Even if I asked you for a cup of sugar, you wouldn't be like, nah, this the dude that messed up my um my lawnmower. I'm not I'm not loaning him nothing. I'm not even looking at his, you know, looking at his looking after his house or whatever. Mm -hmm. When he go out of town. <laughs> Well, we know the housing market is on fire for you right now. I know you got all types of people coming in. So what do you oh, suggest yeah. for people who want to buy a house, but uh, I guess let's let's say people who it's like going days. through divorce. No, let's say people who going through a divorce. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot yeah. of people are going to divorce. I went through one myself and a lot of people are starting over fresh. You know what I mean? Right. What suggestions do you give them as they're starting their new lives? Should they go on in should they wait what's some of the things that you've seen in the industry with divorcees um well it, it is very tough dealing with the divorce and then also adding upon getting a house or selling a house or splitting the house you know however that situation goes mm, um, prenup now i know that's right <laughs> <time's> a prenup <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, definitely because it's a lot of court paperwork. It's a lot of paperwork that goes through it. But if you had the opportunity that to buy a house, uh, I would say yes, definitely do it. Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to do that. Well, this is a this is this a seller's market right now. It's definitely not a, a, buy a buyer's market. Buy <laughs> Man, it's always the time to buy. The opportunity is there. The, mm -hmm. It's always real estate. Someone's always got to go somewhere to sleep. Hmm. Oh yeah. So what about these people that's buying these trucks now? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you want to go out there and get a, you know, some people like forget it. I'm gonna go out here and get me a hundred and twenty thousand dollar truck. Mm -hmm. it, do the banks look at buying trucks as a as a risk now because it's probably a lot of liability with them, and instead of like a home. I haven't came across a lot of. I, I don't. I haven't came across a lot of trucks mm -hmm. uh, being financed. Uh, mm -hmm. So I really can't speak about that. But um, I mean, my whole thing with like taking a risk or like investing, you definitely have to be comfortable. You need to be comfortable and secure in your decision. Mm -hmm. Don't just jump on it because it's a hot trend or you think, oh, I'm going to make a couple of extra dollars because you're going to stress yourself out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, what's going on? You're not going to be thinking right and you're going to lose control. You don't want to be like that. Especially you when you're in this industry. <laughs> about your decision with buying a house, buying a car, buying a truck, whatever you're trying to get, you you need to really like map it out. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? You're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah. Because cars don't make any money. Mm -hmm. I learned that the hard way. You can have a whole bunch of cars outside sitting outside, but they ain't generating no wealth. Now they got cars that can generate you wealth. You know, and the people right. are getting smart. They're going out and buying luxury cars and renting them out and making a killing off of that. You know, I'm like, damn, why, did I, why didn't I think about that? You know, you can get a, what is it, a, a Toro? Yeah, you can get on yeah. Toro and, and drive whatever you want these days, right. you know, and people yeah, are making killings. They didn't have that technology killings. back then. Yeah, that's the thing. Technology has changed the game, you mm -hmm. know. What you got for re which I got for Mr. Finance? Keep them coming. So my question was to I, I'm just kind of bending the corner, going back a little bit. For somebody yeah. that's trying to get themselves together, like a a, a, yeah. a, a first time home buyer, what would you tell them their steps? What would be this? What, what, what do they need to know? What wish they start? Okay. So with that, you definitely want to have like as much like. If you have like bad credit or whatever, if you can pay off as much as possible, pay off as much debt as possible because they balance out your debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. So depending on how much money you make a month and then how many bills, how many assets, how many liabilities you got, mm -hmm. they figure that out. And then they'll tell you like, no, you don't have enough. But Continue with that. Save. Continue. Save some money. Um, make sure all your your bills are paid up. Try to get. Try to have like. Now you can get a house with under six twenty, but I would say that you know the higher the better. Mm -hmm. But you can definitely you can get a house under six twenty credit score, but it's going to cost. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I put my house on the market, and it, I guess people with FHA loans, um, like, cause I have a conventional loan, you know. I yeah, it's, it's so many different loans out there. Yeah, that you can find that, out depending on your situation or how you can get some help or assistance mm-hmm. in certain ways. Cause they want they want to put you in that house. Cause they, they, the more houses, yeah, you know, the more yeah. debt. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I like the buyers that was buying my house, but it didn't work out for them because they didn't have any other money to put into the house. So mm-hmm. what they wanted me to do is put more money and come to the table. And I'm like, nah, I'm selling this house as is. Like, this is what it's <laughs> on the market. I'm not coming to the table with 30 grand, you know? So that's kind of the, the market that I've noticed. A lot of people, they, they're getting approved, but when they get under contract with the house, the house is they the, the deal falls through because a, a lot that i've noticed is their loans that they, they 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 want certain things and and they can't and they can't pay the money to get them so they, they're, they're not coming in with 10 20 dollars like the normal home buyer coming in they'll come in with like five thousand dollars and trying to walk away with a home but you always hear about all these new home first time home buyer pro, um, programs so a lot of times they tell you you know they have programs where you don't have to come with they do i just don't think they did enough research because oh. i know a first time yeah. buy and she got a whole lot of yeah. programs and grants and she was doing her thing you know right. but they came with nothing you know i got a feel for them and talk to them for a little bit but they did they couldn't come with anything and they wanted a lot of things done to the house with the house is being so as is so that's the thing it says as is now oh I'm gonna do this, do that, do that. Like, no, as right. is, that means you gotta fix this, you know. So if your loan is not gonna cover, gonna cover it, then you gotta come out the pocket, or you can't get the home. And right. that's what happened. They couldn't afford to do the other stuff that the FHA, the the appraiser, wanted to be yeah. done to the house. You know, that's another thing. With these uh, programs, you have to upload, you have to abide by those guidelines. Mm-hmm. And if you don't meet those guidelines, you can't get that money. You yeah, have to find another loan, another program. Yeah, they is not playing. You know, it 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 just don't make sense. You know, like how many people are just moving into the house? The market, the market is on fire right now. Even in commercial real estate, it's on fire. You know, everything has been marked up from houses to to warehouses to trucks. It's been marked up double. You know, so, Mister Fires, when are you is it going to cool down? <laughs> Uh, I'm not the federal bank. <laughs> you know what? But, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I really don't think. I, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. Not at this moment. So, yeah. so Mr. Finance, I got a question. Being as though you got into this banking uh, finance industry, yeah. Um, when did you start taking life? serious that that you knew to say you know what this right. is something that i want to do like what would you right. can, give, can you give us a little synopsis of, of your upbringing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so um i just i just wanted to improve my financial situation um like i said i've, I've been around people and like when i came up middle class my mom and dad had a uh, my dad worked for the government and um my mom was a, a, a school teacher for the third grade and we was cool, you know, had a nice little house in a nice mm-hmm. neighborhood. We was, you know, in the middle of everything. And um, I would also be in the city as well, too. I had family over there. And just being around all different types of people, I just seen how people would just spend their money and blow it or spend it. And next thing you know, they're like a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And what I found out, it was their attitude, it was their beliefs, it was their things that they wanted, you know, and they just train themselves, they discipline themselves to not make those risks or for someone to make a bad risk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I got to the point that, like, I was behind on child support. I was sleeping in my car and it was mm-hmm. just like, yo, I can't take this no more. I can't mm-hmm. be like this. I can't live the rest of my life being like this. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, have, I gotta move forward. And it took a long time to get my credit up. I had no credit. And that's like almost the worst thing because you're like in a sinkhole that is tough, that is so hard to climb out because mm-hmm. you never had credit. 
and the mm. stuff that you really want, you really need, you gotta have credit. You want a car, yep. a truck, a house, you gotta have credit. And this is the stuff that you need rather than the stuff that you want. And that's what a lot of people get mixed up and they don't prioritize their spending habits right because they get more what they want instead of what mm -hmm. they need. Mm -hmm. um, Louis but, Gucci. <laughs> I know a lot of people growing up when they was young, you know, first time they even hear about credit, like, oh man, I'm with a credit card, I'm with a credit card, and they max right. the credit card out, max mm -hmm. it out. But they don't know years too. later, years later in life, that credit card, 100, I, I used to work this job, I'm with this old timer, and he told me straight up, he said, look, you ain't gotta have a dime in your pocket. He said, long as you got good credit, you can buy anything mm -hmm. you, you want. want. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Yo, credit I wasn't goes a, a long way. I wouldn't get a credit card. Can, credit goes a long way. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would not get a credit card at all. I would used to just do everything cash. I had one credit card in my life when I was when I was in college. When we was in college, uh, mm -hmm. I had one credit card, and I used that credit card to pay for my books. And I was like, I ain't. I don't want to do credit anymore. You know. I didn't start getting credit cards until I got in my 40s. That's how long it took me to get credit cards. And I only have two, you, you know, good. and that's enough. That's enough for me. You know, mm -hmm. I, some people got like 10 credit cards. You know what I mean? It's good to have them, but it's just not it, to be excessive with them. You know, I see people paying with, they, you know, paying things that you can yeah. pay with cash with, and, but, but they'll use credit. So is that, it, it, does that helps it. out? So it, everything goes to your situation, but you can play it like that but it's you're, you're paying off credit cards off another debt you just what they say rob peter to paul rob peter to see papa i think everybody done did that right. <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> and, and you they know? just living off of that mm -hmm. but, um, it depends on which direction you want to go you know i have um i you know everybody got credit cards I have my credit cards, but my cards are sitting at home. But I will, like, I, if I notice I haven't used one in a while, I'll use it. And I'm, I'm skied. So, you know, I'll be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to buy this and we're going to pay it off at the end of the month. I, I try to use my credit cards like American Express. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that that definitely helps your credit score. Oh yeah, you get that uh, that Amex. Mm -mm. Well, I I don't have a, I don't have American Express. <laughs> I use them like that, like you yeah. know, you pay your American Express of it in the month. But I I've been doing it like that, and and, and yeah, I, I I feel you because I'd be like, mm, I really want this, but I don't need that, mm -hmm. and I really he's right. The discipline is the mindset. Like I'm not fooling with that. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, you a know, story. So go ahead, oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. So talking about the discipline. This is when I knew, like, I was heading the right direction and I was like, this is it. I, I, I figured out what my flaws or what my my um, disobedience was with money. And I'm like, why can't I just save this amount so I can get this? Or why can't I get over this hump? And I realized what it was. It was going out, buying clothes, partying, going with girls just all the time. And I'm like... Wow, let me see if I can save ten thousand dollars in one year. Let me see if I can just save eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month and just keep going. As the months went by, it was tough. It was hard because I was used to just splurging, just doing but whatever I wanted. Gets easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I got I got like to like uh, eight thousand. I was like, oh wow, eight thousand in like four months. I was like, what? And other things was happening because. I was staying on that road. Like, yeah. the stimulus check popped stuff up. Start, yeah. yeah. You definitely got to like, be disciplined. Stuff falling into your lap. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. Mm. And it just kept building up, building up. And then other opportunities came about, put some money in the stock. Wow. A couple of months later, GameStop goes up. Boom. It's just like, wow, I didn't expect this to happen, but I was going in the right direction. So all yeah. that stuff was attracting to me. This is funny that you said something about stocks. So my son is in his 
going to his third year of college and he uh-huh. is taking account and something else. I don't know what that means. Uh oh. But, but he, it's this one class he takes and he calls, he says, Ma, I want you to download Robinhood app. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, well, you know, that was just like talking to my great grandmother saying download Robinhood. So I was like, When you come home, I'm going to have you do it. But you know, of course, uh-huh. he in West Virginia. So he had his sisters download Robinhood app. So he tells them to buy stock in some kind of coin. So he said, at least put a hundred dollars in it. So like right. in a month, I even told Shanita about it. I think they all end up getting like three hundred dollars. But my, my yeah. youngest was, she was like, oh, I'm taking all my money back. And he was, that's when he when he came home, he said, are you crazy? You supposed mm-hmm. to leave the money here? So you know, he and every time he takes this class, he comes back. He's like, I want y'all to try this. And I'm sitting here like I missed out on that last thing you said. But can you set this up on my phone so I can, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's really excited about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that, that's when I was telling you. That I was telling my kids, dude, this is the time when you do this because all your money is yours. You know what I mean? Well, he ain't got no damn money because he's in school, but all your money is yours. You know what I mean? So if you want to go here and throw a little bit on stock, and he, when he and when he was in um, middle school, he he took a different class, and he was like, "Mom, we got to invest in toilet paper and paper towels because that's what everybody needs. Everybody always needs it." So he always paying attention, and he be following that's the good. money. He follows the money, but yeah, he yep. likes to spend money too, though. You know, if they had Robin Hood like, you know, they do now, I think everybody would be rich. You know, one thing I, I do like about what us as, you know, in our our age range, we're prepping our kids to have good credit. You know, yeah. we're we're putting them on our credit cards so they can build yeah, credit. Yeah, because ain't nobody you know? tell me about that. Because nobody ain't tell me. Yeah, like my mom, she didn't tell me. I'm always just working, 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 yeah. working. You know, you and had to learn from your mistakes and everything. like they were private about their funds. They, they, they was they you, 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 you knew when they were struggling you know you just but didn't I say nothing because like, if i'm doing bad then this is what you don't want to do yeah if i'm doing good this is what y'all need to do do this right uh-huh. now you know what i mean but my mom be like oh girl no get out get away from my pocketbook yeah. like, but, but if you'd have been schooling me i'd have been knowing what not to do and exactly what to do. yeah you know so, you know another we, thing i would say about like the kids how you mm-hmm. talking about kids and learning Teach them about fraud because mm. they get caught up in fraud, checks, credit cards, whatever like that, and they get caught. That you know what I mean? That that can mess up their it's life. Federal right charge, there. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, They're thinking that oh, they I can done. get some fast, easy money and mm. do this flip, so I can get this jacket or get these shoes mm. or whatever that stuff that you don't need, but you yeah. wanna you want it, yeah. divert yourself yeah. into to fraud. That's that's a big because materialism is so big. Materialism is so big, and in youth, you know, they want to have the, you know, they want to have the nice things. But we did it, you know what I mean? You you think about it, we did it to our kids. We want our kids to have what we didn't have, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna lie, my kids were spoiled because I didn't have big wheels and all that stuff and power wheels running around. My mom wouldn't buy me a pair of George. She said she wasn't buying me. No joys because you do not need to wear the two hundred dollar pair of shoes to school. She would buy me Reebok Revenge, wouldn't she, Lamont? And I would get three pairs of shoes a year. I would get what was it for school? I would get a pair for Christmas and a pair for Easter. And I wore those. How many joys you got now? Uh, I am not gonna put it. <laughs> but you know what's funny? It was nothing wrong with that because you know it took you how to take it. It taught you how to take care of your shit because yeah, you, right. my mother was the same way. And I would get that white shoe polish and I'd be rubbing them. them, with them yeah, with I take care of them bad boys. Yeah, and cleaning uh-huh. them shoestrings. Them kids get them tennis shoes right now. They be like, I'm throwing them just away. I'm gonna give me a new pair. You be like, what? But, uh, I, I buy shoes more for comfort now because I'm getting older. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Jordans are not comfortable. I don't care what these young kids say. <laughs> And then these are not the Jordans that we used to buy, you know, and they're spending double money and they're waiting in long lines for these Jordans that are the same shoes that were out 20 years ago. And they don't, you know, care. and they don't. And, they, and I'm like, where these kids get all this money from? Like they out here, they spending $500 on Yeezys and I stuff. I know where they're getting it from. They're getting it from their parents. No, they're not. Hey, they, look, I know parents that go and buy them shoes. They yeah, but they are getting smart and they making their own money. But a lot of these kids' yeah. parents give them the money. Like you're yeah. doing good in school, you can go get those new Yeezys, or mm-hmm. you know you can go you know get what? that new Elevator. Kids ain't getting in trouble, so you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you gotta good. think about it. your kid ain't getting in trouble. 
why not reward them? But you do gotta teach them. What we should have been saying, let me show you how to make your own business so you can no, get all the time you want. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm doing the same thing with my daughters. I told them the other day, I said, Y'all two should start a podcast. Y'all should call it the two Libras because they are two Libras and they act totally different, but they are alike <laughs> in a way. So I was like, Y'all should have a sister podcast because they have this type of bond that's love you, hate you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it works out and i think it would be a nice funny podcast for people in their age range to listen to you know of things that you know kids their age go through you know and talk about instead of always talking about clapping cheeks smoking weed and drinking liquor (laughs) you know what i mean so you know it's a lot of ways that we can get our kids to get in and get some of this money you know because it's a lot of money to be made you know, and now I see 18 year I guarantee you, it's going to be some smart 18 year old people that's going to go out there and buy them some trucks. Oh, yeah. Fleets of them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have that fresh credit and they're going to, and those yeah. banks are going to be stocking on them, you know. Say, so, Dad, I got the move, Dad, I got the move. Man. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming in this podcast, Mr. Finance. We really appreciate you for coming on. You know, we want you to give everybody a handle. And let them know how they can get in contact with you so they can talk to you more about come see some of your seminars uh when you speak um we are going to upload uh one of his speaking seminars after we get off this podcast so you can go back and listen to mr finance when he talks about what he does best so so finance tell them how they can reach you brother all right uh thank you thank you all for having me on here i appreciate it um you can Catch me on Mr. Finance, Mr. Dot Finance underscore on all platforms, IG, and uh, you can just DM me, talk about uh, you know credit challenges, talk about uh, you know trying to get your mindset in the right way. Because if you want serious money, then you got to get serious about making money. That's yeah. That's his that's his slogan. That. We're gonna put that on the podcast. You're gonna see it up all over on every platform so check my brother out you know he's doing this thing you know you know so we want to thank you very much mr finance for coming on and we want to make sure everybody go to www.18wells1.com and re-listen to this podcast because i know some of y'all are thinking like damn I need to be doing that because <laughs> believe me, we all been there. Everybody done had their struggles and you know, nobody's perfect. You know, I've had my struggles. Everybody had their struggles in life when it comes to money, you know, and some people don't, you know, but when you have a good team in place behind you and a support system, it can take you anywhere you want to go, you know, so I know Reby on Aaron because she a Virgo and Virgos don't play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, give me every dollar. <laughs> I'm going to need your fly to match my fly, your hustle mm-hmm. to match my hustle. I know. Yeah, because yeah, if I work harder, it's a problem. Yep, yep, yep. So I want everybody, I thank everybody for coming in. And we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we'll have it up for an hour for you guys. And Everybody give a shout out to Shanita so we can make sure she's doing okay. Yeah, we, you yeah know? I need everybody need to give my back. girl a everybody praise. Give, back. And hopefully she'll be back. She'll be back for that one time for your mind. So I want to thank everybody for coming out again. And we will see you next Monday. Yeah, boy.